the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. into a Thursday. Typically, this would be the uh, governor's spokesperson's slot. She couldn't make it today. She'll be with us uh, next Thursday if we're here in uh, the uh, studio. We could be in Dallas. I'll tell you about that in just a few moments. Uh, But you know how I am. We always have great shows. And we're going to have a great show today. Jonathan Wood's going to start us off. He's the senior attorney uh, with the Pacific Legal Foundation. And and Jonathan, thanks for joining us. A lot of people are not even, because of all this impeachment BS that's going on, a lot of us uh, and a lot of my listeners do not know some of the great things that the president is getting done. Uh, he signed some executive orders. He has been cutting red tape left and right and yesterday was no exception, correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. Thanks for having me. Yesterday, the president signed two executive orders that look to reform the administrative state, the group of bureaucrats that issue the rules that regulate all of us to make it fair for the average American and avoid some of the worst abuses we've seen. Explain to my listeners exactly what's happening here. Can you give us some stories? Yeah, absolutely. So the basic problem that the president is targeting is the enactment of rules in secret by bureaucrats. Most of us in our civics class learned that the way laws are are enacted is Congress passes them, the president signs them, and that's the basic process. But these days, that's the rare exception. Most of the laws that apply to you and me are actually written by bureaucrats who no one ever voted on and are really difficult to hold accountable Um, The one check we have is that they're supposed to propose their rules, subject them to public comment, and defend them. But increasingly, they're writing the rules, you know, behind the scenes. They're issuing what are called guidance documents that purport to interpret the law, but in effect create new rules that increase costs and impose harms on Americans across the country. And I was happy that one of my clients was actually there with the president to tell his story of how this works. Uh, he is a property owner in Wyoming who constructed a pond on his private property to provide water for his daughter's horses. The state gave him a permit for it. Everything was on the up and up, and in fact, the pond was environmentally beneficial. But then after all the work was done, EPA came in out of nowhere. I remember the story. 
Yeah, as a, I mean, at the time, it got a lot of attention. I remember EPA was pretty mad. Even the New York Times ran a piece criticizing what they were doing. But they essentially showed up out of nowhere, said, we have this secret rule that you had no reason to know about that says that you can't actually build this pond, even though the law that Congress enacted expressly says you can build ponds for livestock. <laughs> and so unless you rip it out and do what we say, we're going to fine you $37,500 a day. Um, and essentially ruin you and your family. Yeah, we've heard about that. We've heard about the EPA coming in and uh, telling uh, landowners that, hey, you can't have, uh, can't mess with that water on your property because it belongs to the waterways of the United States, and uh, we have complete control of, over that. I mean, it's been a bureaucratic nightmare for ranchers in this country for several years, correct? That's right. And when they do it, they're almost never relying on the words actually enacted by Congress. They're instead relying on things that bureaucrats dreamed up to expand their power under the Clean Water Act. And this was no exception. As I mentioned, Congress actually exempted livestock ponds from the Clean Water Act. But without telling anyone, EPA issued a guidance document that said that, well, we're going to interpret that really, really narrowly because it's important that we get to regulate as many of these ponds as possible. So unless you meet these specific criteria that we're not going to tell anyone about, uh, you're in violation, and we can prosecute you or fine you into ruin. So, Jonathan, explain to me, explain to my listeners, how some bureau rat somewhere in the deep bowels of Washington, D.C., can make up uh, the law, so to speak, and not even tell Congress about it. I mean, Congress is the legislative branch that our Constitution says makes the law, not bureau rats. You're exactly right. They can't do it under the Constitution. This practice is a clear violation of the Constitution's separation of powers. But unfortunately, most of our branches of the government aren't that interested in enforcing that separation of powers. Congress would very happily you know, pass the buck over to the bureaucrats rather than be responsible for the laws themselves. Courts don't want to resolve these sorts of questions. They have doctrines that require them to defer to bureaucrats whenever they say the law means this or we want to regulate that. You know, it really is a failing across the board to follow protections that our founding fathers built into the Constitution to ensure that no one could regulate us or threaten us with punishment without our consent as shown through the people we elect to pass laws. This is, you know, this is the stuff that, Americans should rise up and and stop, but the only way you can stop it is if your elected officials do their job, correct? That's right, and I I think the good news is there is more awareness of this problem. There's more interest in dealing with it. As I said yesterday, I think President Trump took a pretty significant step in that direction. So going forward, agencies aren't going to be able to write these rules in secret anymore. If they want to create a policy that's going to apply to the public, they're going to have to announce it beforehand, take public comment, and submit submit it for review by the White House so that someone who actually has to answer to the American people will be looking at what's being done and have a final say. Our guest is Jonathan Wood. He's a senior attorney for the Pacific Legal Foundation. Jonathan, i got to pay the bill, so i got to take a break here. Can you hold on? We'll be right back with you. Absolutely. More coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Yeah, Jonathan Wood is our guest here on the Dave Ellswick Show, senior attorney uh, here 
And we're talking to him about uh, the president. The president sat down yesterday, signed himself uh, some really good, uh, well, some good executive orders that are going to benefit us as, as voters. And that's what he's been good about doing. Uh, Jonathan is with the Pacific Legal Foundation. We've got about another uh, 12 minutes with him or so. And, and Jonathan, tell, try to put this in a perspective that my, my listener can say, this will affect me how? How is this going to affect? Does this save money? Uh, does this save taxes? Uh, does this just promote freedom? I think it's all of the above, but the most direct way it will affect your listeners is that no longer do you have to worry about a rule being enforced against you that you had no reason to know about. So I mentioned earlier the story of Andy Johnson, the Wyoming property owner that built a pond, and I think his, his treatment by EPA demonstrates just how bad the situation was before. So I mentioned EPA showed up, accused him of violating the Clean Water Act, and threatened him with $37,500 per day in fines. They didn't explain why they thought he had violated the Clean Water Act. They didn't prove it. They just accused him and started racking up the fines, knowing that the sort of leverage they would get over him and his family would give him essentially no choice but to back down. And they kept that, they strung that out for two years before PLF came to Andy's aid and, and sued the agency on his behalf. And by that point, the fines he was facing were over $16 million. So you can imagine the for a pond. Sure your listeners, the average American can't possibly stand up to that kind of threat. Inc- you know that that's the whole thing. You know, when the power of the government comes against you, you don't realize how powerful the government really is. Sixteen million dollars. After it was all said and done, how much did this man have to spend to protect himself against a rule? that he nor any anybody else probably even knew about? Well, he was fortunate to be represented by PLF, which as a nonprofit law firm doesn't charge attorney's fees. But I don't want this guy. He did have to pay a lot in consultants and you know, meetings and all, all sorts of other things that he, had, he and his family had to endure for those two years. But, uh, you know, for most families, that's not even an option because the prospect of litigating and suing the agency is just prohibitively expensive. I mean, when you look at this, You go, somebody says, oh, yeah, how many of those stories are there? Something tells me there's a lot of these kinds of stories out in America. Am I wrong? No, you're right. There are a lot of these stories, and we're only now hearing about them, because up until 2012, property owners in Andy's situation couldn't even sue the agency to challenge these sorts of threats. The rule before that was the agency can threaten you, accuse you, and start racking up these fines, and your options are either to wait for them to sue you and pay all the money or give in and do what they want. You had no third option. So only now do we have property owners coming forward and saying, no, EPA, what you're doing is wrong, and I'm going to defend myself. And in you know just the five, seven years since that happened, we've seen countless stories around the country. I mean, this was, a, this was and is a pervasive problem. I think the executive order will make it a less common one. So going forward, if an agency wants to bring an enforcement action or make threats like this, it will have to actually provide the evidence and explain why it thinks you violated the law. And it will have to give you a chance to respond. So no longer are you stuck in this limbo where you can't do anything, but every single day your family is getting closer and closer to bankruptcy. So tell us, Jonathan, 
this is an executive order, which means another president comes in and he decides that he don't care. He liked it the way it was. He's a Democrat. So uh, he gets rid of uh, the president's executive order, basically. Can we go back to this? I mean, is the bottom line that the way it needs to be done is that Congress needs to do their due diligence and do what they're supposed to be doing? Yes, absolutely. Long term, the the way that we're going to fix these problems of abuses by by bureaucrats and administrative state is that Congress has to take more accountability for writing the laws and saying what policy should be. And courts have to be more willing to rule against agencies when they stray beyond what Congress has authorized. But that said, I, I think there's a pretty good chance an executive, executive orders like these won't be repealed by future administrations. Maybe this will be different, but in the past, whenever uh, presidents have written executive orders that target the process by which agencies act, those have generally been upheld. So President Reagan famously issued an executive order requiring agencies to do cost-benefit analysis yes. to make sure they weren't regulating people too much. That ended up actually being approved and expanded by President Clinton and I think also by President Obama. These process-type reforms end up not being as political and are more likely to survive and improve from one president to the next, regardless of party. Hmm. So what should we be looking for uh, in the future? What are some other areas you wish wish that the president would turn his eye towards, Jonathan? I mean, you're the senior attorney there at the Pacific Legal Foundation. I'm sure there's areas that you all believe need some form of action. Absolutely. I I think the two big ones are ones that we've hinted at that probably talk a a little bit more about. The first one is Congress has to take more responsibility for the laws that are being imposed on us. These executive orders are a good start. They're sort of bringing light to the problem and giving the American public a chance to at least comment on what's going on. Uh, But ultimately, the policies that agencies are enacting really should be being reviewed by Congress itself. And there are tools that Congress and the president have to encourage that sort of engagement with the democratic process, and they need to do more of that. And the second is that courts need to be more engaged in reviewing what agencies do. Uh, And unfortunately, the government and, and the agencies themselves are absolutely committed to the idea that courts have to put a heavy thumb on the scale in their favor anytime they're involved in cases with you know, the average citizen. And that needs to end. The, the government itself should disclaim that and say it is unfair for a judge to bias himself in favor of one party against another in litigation. All right. Then finally, for my listeners, should they be writing to their congressmen and their senators and demanding that you know, Congress do its job and quit, uh, you know, giving the power over to bureaucrats to do it? Absolutely. And, I, you know, that's the reason why we have this problem is Congress wanted to avoid accountability and got away with it. Um, so I think, that, you know, the two things are demand that Congress change the incentives so that they engage more and also hold Congress accountable for what the agencies do. One of the things that drives me the craziest is whenever an agency does something really unpopular and Congress, congressmen will say, oh, don't blame me. What can I do? That's the agency. But Congress is the one calling the shots. They're the ones that the Constitution authorizes to write the laws. So they need to be held accountable for what agencies do, too. Well, let me give you a few minutes here as we wrap it up today uh, to talk a little bit about, uh, in general, about the Pacific Legal Foundation, what you all do how you do it, and uh, where my folks can go to to learn more about you and 
perhaps to uh, give to your cause? Oh, thank you. So Pacific Legal Foundation is the nation's oldest nonprofit law firm dedicated to defending individual liberty and property rights around the country. We've been around since 1973 and have a track record of success in the Supreme Court. We've actually won 11 major Supreme Court cases defending everyday Americans from abuse by their government. And about half of those have been in the last 10 years alone. Um, the basic overriding theme for our work is ordinary people who need someone to come help them stand up for their rights, constitutional rights and other rights, um, against unaccountable government. And, and as I said, we've had quite a bit of success with that. So anyone who is you know, running into problems of abuse by the government or concerned about the problem overall, I would encourage you to go to Pacific Legal Foundation's website, which is pacificlegal.org. You can hear more stories like Andy Johnson's that I talked about today, and you can find ways to engage with us to help us identify future cases, future issues, as well as to support our work. Jonathan Wood, I want to thank you for giving us uh, the time. We put this together uh, with your folks uh, that uh, helped me get people like you on the air. We did this in, uh, you know, record time, to be honest. And I appreciate you giving us the time today as senior attorney. I know you're busy and I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. All right. Thank you very much. Again, uh, that's Jonathan Wood, the senior attorney from the Pacific Legal Foundation. Think about that. You know, you you go out and you build a pond out on your uh, your land. Here, let me just do this. In, in 2014, bureaucrats, that's what I call them, bureaucrats, not bureaucrats, from the EPA threatened a, uh, a rancher with a $20 million fine for building a stock pond on his property, even though Congress specifically exempted stock ponds from EPA regulation. The agency relied on a guidance document that reinterpreted the law. Quote, about five years ago, when I applied for a stock pond permit for my private property, I had no idea that the EPA would come knocking at my door and threaten me and my family civilly criminally, and with a fine of $37,500 per day, Andy Johnson said. The fines were up to $16 million when the Pacific Legal Foundation stepped in and sued the EPA on my behalf and my family. And by the way, couldn't used to not be able to sue the EPA. That's been changed. Thank God for that, huh? Get your day in court. At uh, that point, the EPA changed their attitude. PLF eventually secured a favorable settlement with the EPA on Johnson's behalf. There you go. A, a rule, a rule that the rancher uh, had no idea about, not in any way, uh, shape, or form. It says, when agencies develop regulations, the law and previous executive orders require that they weigh the costs and benefits and propose the rules Yada, yada, yada. But bureaucrats often skirt these legal requirements by issuing guidance documents, informal directives that create new policies or reinterpret existing rules in new ways, but which the agencies often enforce as legally 
binding rules. Incredible. Incredible. You're fighting your own government. That's what it comes down to. You've got to fight your own government. That should not happen. And the reason it's happening, and we've talked about it before on this show, is that Congress has given up their power. I mean, their power is simple. They're supposed to make the laws as the legislature. They make the laws. What they did is they put a bunch of other people in charge of taking care of making laws. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.